Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the midweek service, right? Praise God and worship Him in spirit and in truth, right? This is awesome. This is awesome. We can have, uh, on Wednesday can still be outpouring of the Spirit and changing hearts and minds. It's not just, it's just not another service. It's, it's Jesus' day where he does miraculous things, right? All right. Well, I'm very, very excited tonight on what God has for us. I was putting this together actually probably two months ago. And God actually stopped me from finishing the message because he didn't want me to deliver it at that time. I, I want to be so sensitive to his spirit, and what he has for the church. So I was able to finish it now. God gave me the saying that it's time. So I'm very, very excited um, to just be a vessel tonight. So we're going to turn in uh, Exodus 40. Verse 7 through 10. Exodus 40, 7 through 10. And thou shalt set the laver between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and it shall put water therein. Thou shalt set up the court round about, and hang up and hanging at the court gate. And thou shalt take the anointed oil and the anointed the tabernacle, and all therein, and shall hollow it, and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint the altar of the burnt offering, and all of his vessels, and sanctify the altar, and it shall be an altar most high. I'm going to speak on a vessel of honor, and full of oil. A vessel of honor and full of oil. Jesus, I pray, God, tonight, God, as I bring forth the word, God, I ask you, God, right now, Jesus, touch the hearts and souls, God, that are out, Jesus, listening to your words, Jesus. I ask you, God, for your glory and your power and the anointing to be right here, Jesus. God, I can do nothing without you, God. But through you, God, I can do all things, God. And I ask you, God, right now, God, that I'm just the vessel, Jesus, for your kingdom and your glory only, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. So as we see more and more crisis come to pass in today's world, today we are experiencing more crises throughout the world. As Jesus returns closer and closer, I think really when we think back to today's world, I think it really started on 9-11. If we go way back, 9-11 kind of changed everything. We kind of thought, hey, we never experienced anything in, that on, in this lifetime. Um, that ex- definitely expected, uh, experienced how we travel, how we look at life, um, and we never thought this could happen in our lifetime. I don't think any of us did that that could even happen in today's society. We wanted to take everything back and change it. Um, 
Then when the financial crisis in 2007, 2008, that was the experience of the house crisis, and we all know that our financial markets and buying and, and selling was changed, turned upside down. And of course, we just came out of the COVID crisis. Everything, every one of these crises is actually bringing us more to a global picture. There is so much more global picture in all these things that are happening. It's, it's bringing us closer to the return of God. This is where it started to change on how we communicate, our healthcare systems, our money systems, our financial systems. This is all bringing a global common denominator, bringing us closer and closer to the return of Jesus. We as the people of God need to keep our vessels full. We need to be full of the oil, the anointed oil, because that is where we can change things. In the, of course, in the time of COVID, it, it affected the way we worship, how we come together. We, had, we couldn't come to worship here in the sanctuary. We had to do things through our TV. I mean, that changed, that changed a lot of stuff. It changed a lot of things in today's society. The Spirit was trying to take away the power and the oil. It's trying to take out the power of the church. But we are vessels used for his glory and his kingdom. So if we are filled with the oil, Satan cannot stop it. We have more power in us to overconquer anything that he may put in our our path. This world's not going to get easier. That's why it is so important to keep the oil full. Maybe you came to God with a broken vessel, but he puts the pieces back together and fills you with the Spirit. When you came to God, you probably were broken. There are people sometimes broken through their walk with, with God, but he's the one that can give you that new vessel that can change everything. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the anointed oil within you. You can do greater things if your oil is full. When we don't have other things filling our vessel, then we are just filling it with, every, with other things. And when we're filled overflowing with his power and his anointed oil, it is when the flow of the Spirit is coming and over, overtaking. And that power can overcome Satan and it can overcome anything that you may face. The world is full of different, different things, different things that you're going to face. But the, that's why it's so power, it's so important to be filled with the power of the Spirit. That's going to overcome darkness. It's being a vessel of honor that God intended you to be. A vessel of honor that God intended you to be. Now we're going to turn to Matthew 25, verse 1 through 13. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. 
And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They were foolish. They that took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took the oil in the vessels with the lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there were a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all these virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them and sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour where the Son of Man cometh. We know in this passage of Scripture, the oil is the symbol of the Holy Ghost. This is why we need to have our oil full at all times. Satan is trying to distract us and fill our vessel with worldly stuff, with worldly things that take us away from the power and the anointing. He tries to get you focused on other things. And you think that, oh, this is great, this is wonderful. But while you're doing that, you're filling your vessel with other stuff, other things that are not important. The difference between a good vessel being used and a supernatural vessel is the oil and the power of God's spirit in us. The story of the ten virgins, when they asked for the oil, as you can see in the story, they could not give the oil because you are responsible. You are responsible for your power and your Holy Ghost. Your anointing cannot be taken away, but it will get low. It will get low at times. If you're not praying in the Spirit, be careful. Be very, very careful because that is where Satan wants you. He doesn't want you praying in the Spirit. He doesn't want you filled to overflowing with his anointing and his power because that is where the important prayer in the Spirit The oil is going to take us to the next level. The oil is going to take us through what is coming. Don't be like the five virgins that let their oil run out. You need to be ready at all times. The oil in you is going to what takes you up when that last trumpet sounds. Don't you want to have all the oil you can in your vessel and be ready for his coming? That is, that's, I, I get so excited about that because I know if my vessel is full with his spirit, then I'm ready. There's nothing else then. There's nothing else in this world that can maybe even tempt you. Because if, yes, we do go through things, and yes, this world is hard. But if you still are full, full with the spirit, you're going to that next level. That is where God is going to change you. Need to be ready at all times. 
Do whatever you need to get your vessel full now. Do whatever it takes to have that oil full. Don't be the one that when Jesus says, I know you not. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I don't want to be that. That's, that's, that is scary. Because your oil ran out. You were too busy with this worldly things and you did not let the oil overflow in your spirit. So important. It all started with your Pentecostal experience. It was all there is when it was changed. We're going to look at Acts 2, 1 through 7. Of course, a lot of you are familiar with this, spirit, this, this verse because this is talking about the day of Pentecost. But I thought this was important that we read this. Acts 2, 1 through 7. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And, they, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began, began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised around, and the multitude came together and were confound, because every man heard them speaking in their own language, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, all are not of these speak Galileans. That is where the, the world was changed. It was when the Holy Ghost came, and the power of the vessel was used for his kingdom. You can shake the foundation of the world around you if your vessel is full with the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Spirit and the anointed oil. When your vessel is full of the Holy Ghost, it will be overflowing with power and the anointing. That's when the anointing comes, is when your vessel is filled to overflowing. We want to be anointed of God because when our vessel is full, that is when his power and he can change any situation when we have the anointed power. The Bible says we're going to do greater things. We are going to do greater things because the power that is within us. We don't need any more programs to change the world around us. We just need more vessels of honor, praying in the spirit and praying against the darkness. That is what's going to change and bind Satan. For he is trying to do and take out the power of the church. He's always trying to do his schemes. But Satan has no authority when you have the power filled to overflowing in your vessel. That's why it's so important to pray in the Spirit. Don't let that vessel get so low that Satan can come against you. And he can, he can, he can come at you and say, hey, yeah, yeah, you're okay. 
You're okay if you don't come up here and pray. You're okay if you just sit back there and not experience the power I have that Jesus has for you. You need to get a hold of the Spirit and the supernatural power, and that's where your life will never be the same. Continue steadfast in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. That is where you are going to see awesome, awesome things and you're going to see your world changed around you. You're the one that is going to change your world around you. Nobody else is going to do that. You might be the only Jesus that some people see. And guess how that's going to happen? It's going to be by your spirit. It is going to be, that's going to see, that's where they're going to see the difference. You need to be changed. It needs to be filled all the way full, not half full, all the way full with the spirit because that's where it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be running over. People are going to see those things change. People are going to see the miracles in your life if you are full, full of the Spirit, full of His power. I have seven things that I think are really, really important. Here are some of the things that I think will help you keep your vessel of honor to Him. Number one, detect, deactivating, deactivating the works of the flesh. You need to deactivate the flesh. For deactivating the flesh, guess what? The flesh can't get in the way. The spirit takes over. The spirit will take over. Another, this is another key to purging yourself to be a vessel of honor. It's killing the works of the flesh. You need to have the Spirit overcome your flesh. In Galatians 5 and 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall be filled, they should fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you need to walk in the Spirit because, guess what? It's going to overcome that fle- the lust of the flesh. Number two, activate the fruit of the Spirit. If we're activating the fruit of spirit, must be totally switched on. You really want to be a vessel of honor? Activate the fruit of the spirit. And that's in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against any such thing, there is no law. That, if you are... If you are having this, the, the fruit of the Spirit, man, you're on your way. You're on your way of honoring God. Set your heart, number three, set your heart on the things of God. We need to set our hearts and focusing on things of him. Many great and mighty vessels in the Bible were always seeking after God. Their hearts were set only on him. Moses, Noah, Abraham, Esther, Daniel, David, Solomon, Elijah, Ezekiel, Peter, Paul. They they all were great for God, but they were seeking the heart of God. They could not trade anything for the presence of God. Set your mind on a spiritual things. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies of living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. This is our reasonable service. 
And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Number four, live a life of sanctification. We need to live a life of sanctification. For you to be an, a vessel unto honor, you must be sanctified and filled with the power of the Spirit. Holiness and purification must be your lifestyle. Sanctification will not only help you live a holy life, but you will also prevent you from doing what is wrong and helps you always to do what's right if you continue to live a sanctified life for him. Romans 6, 20 and tw- through 23. Romans 6, 20 and 23. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things of which are now ashamed? For the end of those things are death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you have gets, gets led to sanctification and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the, f- the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So important to live a life of sanctification. Number five, a, li- a life, live a life, a, pers- a purpose-driven life. Live a purpose-driven life. Another key is live a, purpose, a life of purpose. You must know what you are living for. It's important to know that you're living for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Don't just go any direction like first-time traveler who doesn't have a map. You need to have a road map of what you're going, what he's going through. Life without a purpose equals time without meaning. Life without purpose equals a waste of potentials and opportunity. Life without a purpose is purposeless life. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 6. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 6. It says, To everything there is a season and a time, every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck, up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to be broken down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to reframe from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, to have a purpose-driven life. Number six, having a vision. Need to have a vision. The mirror that shows the body is different from the one that shows the soul. Having a vision is another master key of meeting the master's standards. We want to meet his standards. A person without a vision is a person without passion. If you don't have vision, you don't have passion. Have it a vision and clear direction of where you are going. If you don't know where you're going, anywhere is is a good destination. So you need to have 
a vision because if you don't have a vision, any destination is good. People with a vision escape confusion. There's a lot of confusion out there. A lot of confusion out there. So you have to have that vision. That's number six. Ecclesiastes 3, 16 through 17. It says, And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is time, there was every purpose for every work. Number seven, and I think this is the most important course, fellowship with God. You have to have fellowship with him. You need to have Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girdled up with truth and having on the, bread, uh, the breastplate of righteousness and your feet should with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking on the shield of faith where ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There are a lot of fiery darts. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The, no, the knowledge of God is your greatest asset. Knowing God is your greatest asset. If you're not communicating with God, you probably don't know him. You need to stay steadfast in communication with God. The more you know God, the more you'll discover yourself. It's amazing as you pray in the Spirit, God is going to show you things you have never seen before. He is going to take you to that next level. It is so important. I was just talking to two brothers this, this last people, uh, men of faith, and it was awesome. We, people, uh, it was just amazing. We were talking about on how God has, have, they have developed that walk with God, and they are praying so steadfast in the Spirit that God is showing them things that they have never, they never thought they would experience because they're, play, they're praying steadfast in the Spirit. They're getting to a different realm, a different realm where God has taken them. They're taking them to a new level. God is going to take you to that next level. If you stay steadfast, stay steadfast, walking and praying in the Spirit. You need to be praying in the Spirit, always praying in the Spirit. It's so, so important. It's so important to pray in the Spirit. We need to get back to that day of Pentecost when it first happened, when you first experienced that day where God filled you with the Spirit. It's so important. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing as you continue to stay steadfast on Him. The more you know God again, the more you discover yourself. If you are very far from God, you can never know His divine plan. You need to stay close to Him and you will know your purpose. There are so many people, there is so many people that are, they can read all the books in the world. They keep on reading books and books and books and books and books and keep on reading books. But guess what? 
yes, that's good, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying reading books. That's very, that's awesome. But read the Word of God. The Word of God should be first that you're reading, and then pray without ceasing. Continue to pray steadfast in the Spirit. Guess what? God's going to show you. God's going to open your eyes when you're praying steadfast in the Spirit and you're communicating with Him and you're reading the Word of God. So prayer, fasting, studying the Word of God. That's all part of this number seven here. Praying, fasting, studying the Word. And we're going to turn to 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 22. 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 22. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purged himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. Don't you want to be used by the master? Don't we all want to be used by the master? And prepare unto every good work. Flee also useful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, and them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. When you have that pure heart and your vessel is full with the Spirit, watch out, Satan, because we're going to turn this world upside down. If we're all in one accord and filled to overflowing with this power, and the Spirit, guess what? These, these, these seats will be filled with people because we're going to see miracles. We're going to be seeing signs and wonders. When we're all filled to overflowing, overflowing with the Spirit, when the Spirit and His power. And of course, in this Scripture, Paul is talking about different vessels. Do you want to be gold or silver? Vessel used for honor or cheap wood? Do you want to just be cheap word, wood vessel? Do you want to be a, just a vessel of wood used for dishonor? I want to be a vessel of honor. A vessel of honor that God can use me in anything because I'm a vessel of honor and I choose to walk steadfast in the word of God, praying in the spirit, staying steadfast in his word. Every person of God is a chosen vessel. There is a vast range of chosen vessels of God's kingdom. Each one, it serves its purpose, different purposes. Some people may be a vessel out of, out in the open. More everybody sees them. Others may just have roles that seem insignificant, which no one seems to notice. But God knows and God sees those vessels 
that is praying in their closet. They're getting a hold of God. They're staying steadfast. Others may have roles, again, that have significant, um, just seem not to notice, but no matter what your role is, we all have a place in the kingdom. We all have a place in his kingdom. You all have a place in God's kingdom. Every type of vessel has a vital role to be fulfilled. We all have a vital role. Sometimes it's easier to look at other people and think they serve more useful functions. It's easier to look at that to say, hey, that person has it easy. They're, they're recognized. They're, you need to get a hold of God and your vessel will also be used. Continue to stay steadfast. Each vessel has one thing in common. They are all sanctified, set apart for the work of God and his kingdom. Every vessel is used of honor if you're seeking and praying in the spirit. That is so, so important. The Bible tells us not to compare ourselves to others. We're not to compare ourselves. So don't compare yourself to your brother or your sister. So important. Don't compare yourself. See somebody praying over here, that person might be at a different place in the spirit than you are. All you need to do is stay steadfast on your walk with God. Your walk, as long as you're praying, continue steadfast at what God has for you. Continue stay steadfast in the spirit. God will direct you. God will lead you. You continue stay steadfast on what God has for you. Each vessel, like I said, each vessel has a common thing. They're sanctified, set apart for his kingdom. If you are not praying in the spirit, you will not be a vessel of honor. You need to be praying in the spirit. Remember I said at the start, it was the Pentecostal experience That is where it all started. But you continue daily because you need to pray in the Spirit as much as you can because that's where the power is. That's where the life-changing power is going to change people around you and your life will never be the same. That is where life around you and the world around you will be changed. Be a vessel of honor and power. Be a vessel of honor and power and you will see great things that what God is going to do through you because you have been focused, you have stayed steadfast, walking and praying in the spirit. So important. If you can please stand. May your life remain a life to celebrate in the power of his spirit. God is looking for dedicated vessels to do his work according to his purpose. Be a vessel filled with his power and his oil. With the anointed life you have, you can make heaven your destination. Need 
to pray in the Spirit more and more. It's so important. You have the power to overcome anything. You need to have that power. It's so important. I can tell you across this country, that is more, it, it's amazing. It blows my mind as I listen to more and more messages across this great country. Pastors and evangelists are preaching more about spirit-filled, being more spirit-filled, being overflowing with the spirit. Because guess what? We're going to face a lot of things at the end times. And God's going to look for people that are praying in the spirit. That's where the supernatural will happen. That's where, guess what? It talks about. It talks about all these different spirits and stuff like that and different things that's going to happen. Because guess what? We are facing a world of different spirits. And when we have the spirit of God in us overflowed with the anointed oil and his power, that's where we can overcome all those dark darkness. We can cast out devils. I don't think some people realize that. But you really can. If you're filled with the spirit, you can cast out devils. Yes, you can. We are going to see great things, but we need to continue steadfast. A vessel of honor and power will change your life and others' lives around you. Make a difference in his kingdom. Jesus, I pray tonight, God, as we open the altar, that people are drawn to this altar, God. That they want to be vessels of change tonight, God. They want to be filled to overflowing with your power and your anointing because, God, they want to be vessels of honor. God, for your kingdom and your glory, Jesus. I ask you, God, let your words go forth tonight, Jesus. God, and use this place, God, for your glory and your purpose only, God. Change people tonight, God. Change their hearts. Change their minds, God. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.